and welcome to Net Zero for Nothing, the podcast from the National Home Improvement Council, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards zero carbon homes. I'm your host, Anna Scothan, Chief Executive of the National Home Improvement Council. And in this episode of Net Zero for Nothing, we're going to meet Hannah Vickers, Industry Lead of Construct Zero, the construction industry's response to the Prime Minister's 10-point plan for a green industrial revolution. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Anna. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. And what a busy time for you and everyone connected with the Zero Carbon Agenda, as we're in COP26, which is happening in Glasgow at the minute. I want to talk to you today about the CLC, Construct Zero, and specifically about the role home improvement has to play within Construct Zero. But before we get into that, I'd like to know you a little bit better, if I may. You're the industry lead for Construct Zero on behalf of the CLC, but that isn't your day job. It isn't even your paid job. You do that voluntarily because you're passionate about the work. How did you find yourself working in the construction industry? Oh, interesting. So, um completely by accident actually so I am um, I'm dyslexic so I knew that I didn't probably want to go for a traditional degree didn't want to go to university and I was looking around and I'm not going to say how many years ago in quite a few years ago uh, different things that were interesting but didn't require you to have a degree and I came across an apprenticeship and that was an apprenticeship to become a reservoirs engineer and that was how it started so yeah it was really interesting and actually a really good and accessible way to get into the industry so I'm a big advocate for apprenticeships. Yeah fantastic I came in through chemistry way with um, (laughs) material science in the cement and concrete sector so again not a traditional route in but it just shows you don't have to um, do it through a traditional route. Um, And over to the Construction Leadership Council or the CLC we love our acronyms in the construction sector. Um, Firstly what is it and why is the work that it does so important? Um, And finally three questions in one what is Construct Zero and Mm -hmm. why is that an important part of the CLC's legacy? So over to the CLC. Okay no so so the um, so the CLC um, really, well, really, it's come to the to the prominence, and I think shown it's it's worth during COVID because what it does is it you know we're such a large and diverse sector, we're massive, and actually that's massive for anybody that wants to engage with us, whether you're government, whether you're members of the public, or more recently in COVID, it, you know, it was actually the sort of health professionals that wanted to speak to us about you know running our sites safely and to to you know share with us how they, they thought we should be doing that with a very live situation, obviously, during COVID. So I guess the, not a very glamorous description, but I would say that the CLC is the conduit through which people outside the sector can engage with the sector. And it operates as a network, which is obviously why yourselves are involved, because what we need to be able to do is, you know, whatever it, it is that comes in, whoever it is that comes to want to engage with the sector, we need to be able to have that visibility of, right, okay, so you need to go over there and speak to the National Home Improvement Council because that's their bag. So effectively, we're, again, you can almost say like an agent for the uh, for the sector. And it works both ways because we can use that network then to sort of escalate and, and take things back into government. So you'll have seen recently that um, our biggest ask, very relevant to, to your listeners, was that the government pushed for a you know, national retrofit strategy and thought seriously about doing that. And that, that was from everything that the whole construction sector could put forward to the government, that's what we put forward for the budget. So, um, so yeah, so that's the, the CLC. Um, Construct Zero is within the CLC. We pick different themes that we know the sector needs to sort of come together and focus on. Absolutely. And Construct Zero is the title 
of the work that we do around net zero. And it's about, again, aggregating up what the sector's doing to make sure that we're telling, telling you know, anybody who's interested a consistent and sort of, you know, almost helicopter view of what we're doing and are we doing enough on net zero. So that's what Construct Zero is. I think as well, it's it's been really helpful because there are nine priorities within Construct Zero mm-hmm. and, and, and you've broken it down really easily. And it, it helps organisations see what they're doing and how that fits into an overall national strategy rather than everybody because everybody a lot of people are doing good work but it's about fitting it it having a framework for it to fit in so that government are able to understand well this is what the construction sector is Mm -hmm. doing and also that those smaller parts of the sector are able to say this is what I'm doing and this is and I'm feeding in to something Mm -hmm. bigger than just myself. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's that sort of leadership role of saying, you know, these are the things that we need to focus on. And that's what we'll be explaining externally. And like you say, for the organisations and, and to some extent, I mean, I really like it because it's sort of you can't argue with it. You know, we've got the nine priorities. They're based on the sixth carbon budget. And it's actually then a very level playing field. It's not about what the tier ones are doing. In a lot of cases, it's about retrofit and, and what are the SMEs doing? Because you know, we do that at scale, that's really going to move the dial on net zero. So yeah, I really like that it brings the sector together in a way that's really transparent and hopefully gives everybody, as you say, a a role in in what we need to do um, to meet net zero. Absolutely. And it's really good as well to to have a a badge and to know that you're doing stuff that's connected to what other people are doing. It's that, And I think that the CLC has, has done a really great job in collaboration and it, it, it's a c word that's used so often but actually it's really made as you've said from covid the, mm-hmm. the construction sector is i've worked in it 25 almost 30 years and it, it's never collaborated in this positive genuine connected way that it is doing now and, that, and that's down to the clc and, and and like yourselves the leaders within it mm-hmm. so now we're in cop um the uh, um big thing that we'll be hearing about so we're hearing about so much in the media cop 26 it runs from the 31st of october to the 12th of november construction day the big day for us is on the 11th of november and the construction leadership council are hosting a session um, at the famous green zone discussing how the future of the construction industry can pivot to meet the challenge of a net zero built environment So the focus of COP is to unite the world to tackle climate change. And the UK is hosting this, the 26th UN Climate Conference um, in Glasgow. And as we know, no one country can solve the climate crisis on its own. It takes collaboration across borders. And we've just been talking about collaboration across the sector. So the CLC is exactly the right organisation that should be connecting us in on this. No one industry can solve it either, which is why it's so important that construction does play its part. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your plans for the, the green zone on the 11th? Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's just testament to actually how the profile of the industry has been raised with government and with the, you know, the, the government departments in the UN. We would never have got into COP, if you like, um, with this level of, uh, of, of visibility sort of a few years ago so so we've really got to make the most of this opportunity now we're in the tent and the good thing about the green zone that we're in is it's focused on um sort of not it's it's a non-technical um part so what we're doing actually is taking the sector and explaining what we're doing and it's going to be very open we're going to have 
members of the public there. We're going to actually have, we're taking a sort of cohort of our you know, young um, leaders in from, from the industry as well. And I think for us, it's a chance for us to really showcase what we're doing as a collective and tell the sector story as a collective. So we're covering retrofit, we're covering how you design out carbon on big infrastructure projects, but it's going to be a really interesting and engaging session that actually I think starts to raise the profile of the industry and make it a bit more real to people outside the sector who perhaps don't realise the impact we can have. Yeah, and, and, and back to that sort of attractiveness of the sector as mm -hmm. well. If you've got a big industry like construction talking about how it can have a positive impact on the climate emergency. Mm -hmm. If you're a school leaver or somebody thinking about a career change and, and you're really motivated by having a positive impact on the climate, what better place to come and work than construction? Because it can save massive amounts of carbon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're going to, um, so we've structured the session to sort of, in, in an engaging way, so we're doing it in the style of TED Talks, and we've actually got different, you know, different organisations just showing what they're doing, but in a way that's really interesting and engaging. So what I'm really hoping for is that people will go away from that session going, actually, there's definitely something there for me. And it's quite exciting because there's so much happening that, you know, it's, it's, there's a, I think, well, sir, we haven't done it yet, but <laughs> I'm hopeful when I think about how that could go and the amount of exciting stuff we've got to share versus some of the, you know, the other sectors that are a little bit more linear I think we're going to come across as a really interesting place to be. Yeah, for sure. And and I think as well, a, a, a place where stuff is happening mm. and stuff is being planned and it's very real. There's one thing about mm -hmm. construction. It isn't just um, hot air and chat. When construction sort of get their mind to it and start doing stuff, it, it actually does make a real tangible difference. And, mm -hmm. and the framework with Construct Zero allows that tangible difference to be translated and understood by other stakeholders whether they be people thinking about a career in construction or government thinking about how the UK is going to demonstrate its climate leadership um, having construction part of that mix is a big thing mm -hmm. um, what do you hope comes out of COP and what impact will it have on UK construction so we've talked about what how we want to influence but how is it going to influence us what's the back back track for mm -hmm. us so it's interesting timing for us because obviously we had the budget as well, which sort of was the government's opportunity to set out what they thought and their direction of travel. And we had things in there like the heat and building strategy that sort of made some decisions around you know, the heating systems, around heat pumps. And then we know we've got a, a decision coming up or you know, they, they're going to be trialling hydrogen and making a decision in 2026 about actually, is that something that we want to put into, into the buildings in the UK? So, so to some extent, we already know a bit about what, government's plans are so we can start to think about how do we you know scale up our businesses get the skills in place to be able to achieve those what i'd probably expect to come back out of cop um, might be i guess a little bit softer than that because i feel like we've had a lot of the specific um commitments the government's made now i, I stand i might stand corrected and then he may sort of stand up in boris after all he might stand up and announce a whole load of, load of new stuff but I'm not necessarily expecting that. What I'll probably expect would be a renewed enthusiasm, actually, by the government and by our ministers to come back in um, to their day jobs and really put net zero at the heart of what they're doing. So we may see that then start to kind of manifest itself in things like the planning system and how the planning system might change and you know, even things like whether or not they might think about changing EPCs 
or changing how they characterize. Those are the sorts of things, you know, if you get a minister that comes back and is enthusiastic, they may start to go for some of the more sort of tangible tactical things that, that we would see. So I, I don't know what those are going to be yet, but I think that's something to, to watch out for is that we may be in for a period of, of change on some of the things that we just interact with day to day in the sector. Yeah, and I, I think it, it it's it's what long overdue really. And if we can get some enthused ministers coming back and, and making this stuff because we we need to transition from sustainability um and, and net zero being over there, it needs to be business as usual. It needs mm-hmm. to be in our plans. As you say, our planning system just needs to deal with it mm-hmm. so that people don't have to have a separate strategy for tackling net zero or for tackling um, emissions, it just needs to be part of the business as usual. This is the way that we build. This is the way we repair. This is the way we maintain. This is the way we manufacture our products. We do it in a sustainable um, and environmentally conscious way. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, there is one area where I think the coming back with their renewed enthusiasm, the ministers will have a specific ask of the industry. And I think that is around... Um, retrofit it would appear the government is sort of taking the lead on the heating systems element i think they'll be looking to us to really start to think about and probably across the industry actually and working maybe with the you know, mortgage companies and the financiers there's going to be a collaboration required there to work out kind of whole house retrofits in a way that is attractive to to private consumers so the government's very clear on you know they've put money into the heating systems they've put money into social housing I think they're probably going to see that as a bit of a um, jump start, if you like, to the to the market scaling up. But there's certainly an expectation that there is a sort of degree of industry leadership on making a you know an attractive proposition for the, the private domestic market. Yeah, and, and you spoke about that at, at the NHIC's recent debate in Parliament around making the case for action on climate change to be through the, the home improvement sector in the UK. As we know, as, as listeners will have heard, there's 27, 28 million homes across the UK um, and they're, they're responsible for 30 to 35, it depends which stats you look mm-hmm. at, but 30 to 35 percent of, of, of emissions um, from buildings. And it's action does need to be taken on improving existing homes. And it isn't as simple as simply switching out your heating system action Mm -hmm. has to be taken beforehand so you have to be sort of um, low carbon heating system ready Mm -hmm. and and you're right it's about finding um, a way to make that easy for consumers to say yes I do want to do that and and we've done at the NHIC we've done research with consumers um, and certainly in the able to pay market because I know there's 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 different tenures and there's different um, socioeconomic statuses but within the able to pay market um, a a significant proportion well over 60 percent would say well we would pay extra and we would pay but we just don't know what to do and we Mm -hmm. need someone something that we can trust Mm -hmm. that we can say this is how we should be um, getting our house ready for low carbon heating solutions. So I think you're absolutely right. There's a leadership role there for the industry to to take that up and to create that solution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Now, as you know, this podcast is called Net Zero for Nothing. Um, So what do you think listeners can do for nothing, or let's say less than £100 if it becomes a a, a sort of technical solution, um, that would make a huge impact and help them prepare their home for a net zero future? 
Oh, interesting. Interesting question. Um, I think actually it's about taking a step back and understanding your particular house. And I think, you know, everybody's is different. And this is what we were just saying, you know, retrofit coordinators. It's not an easy job because we've got such a diverse range of, you know, diverse um, housing stock. And I think actually it's not going to cost you anything to do a bit of research and look and understand. And if you've got a smart meter, you know, you can, there's a lot you can do to teach yourself about what's making the difference in your particular property. And actually, you know, how can you almost kind of understand and control demand? Um, if you, you know, if you're thinking about that, you're thinking about how you use your property before you even get into putting the, you know, the measures in place. Have a think about, you know, what is it that's, um, what is it that's causing you to, to use that energy, and, and where is it that you're going to have? If you are deciding to invest, biggest impact, biggest bang for your buck. I think that's the, you know, but the research part, and that's great. You're absolutely right. And there's loads and loads of resources. The Energy Saving Trust has loads. Lots of the council's members have loads, which can be accessed via the council's um, in website, nhic.org.uk. Um, and, and, and you can even access, if you can't find it in your paperwork from when you bought your house, you can access your EPC rating online. Um, there's a, a free resource where you, and, mm -hmm. and it, on that, it tells you things that you can do to start improving things. and and making sure that you understand your home I think is a is a big step forward and that puts you in a position of when you do want to get stuff done you know what needs to be done and you've made the preparatory work you've already invested in um, thermostatic radiator valves or um, low energy lighting so you've already taken the basic steps that are going to make those low carbon heating solutions actually work effectively Mm -hmm. no absolutely absolutely like I say yeah and then you can look at wise investment decisions <laughs> yeah and I'd also say as well on that you know getting yourself genned up but also making sure that when you do get people in to do work in your home that they are part of a competent person scheme so you know that people you're getting in are, 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 are educated and mm -hmm. aware of zero carbon strategies because they'll be getting it from their competent person scheme and from their trade association so you know by making the right choices for who you have to do work in your home mm -hmm. means that you're going to get the best out yes. of that investment mm -hmm. and also then the best out of your home going forwards mm -hmm. Absolutely. But yeah and, that, and that's certainly an area where we're looking um to help those you know competent person scheme to make sure that they are you know that's where we're sort of putting the challenge back and saying that you're calling yourself a competent person scheme this is now really important for the sector make sure that people have got the right training so yeah, yeah brilliant well thanks so much hannah i'm going to let you go because <laughs> i know you're super busy doing lots of um influencing and and uh, collaborating both for COP and also um, for MACE with your, your day job. So thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode of Net Zero for Nothing from the National Home Improvement Council, the voice of home improvement. Be sure to follow us across social media, searching for at the NHIC and NHIC UK, and subscribe to this podcast, Net Zero for Nothing, on Apple Podcasts and Podbean for future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Net Zero for Nothing, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards net zero carbon homes. 
I have been your host, Anna Scothan. And if you have any questions or comments, please do let us know via the podcast comments and we'll feature them in future episodes. You have been listening to the National Home Improvement Council, the voice of home improvement.